always not. Still be the real to the block. Still got the city on lockdown. Sometimes I feel like the person in front of me is taking what's mine. Mm. Like I feel like every time you step out of court in front of me, you got something I I need. Still make the crowd go crazy. At the same time, still things I daily. And that's for the record. That's for the record. Welcome to another episode of Bringing the Culture, a platform where we will be sharing and creating content related to women's college basketball. I'm your host, Gerard Richardson, just your average fan that loves the game of basketball and watches a ton of it. Um, my guest today is Journey Armstead, um, the dynamic guard who just finished her senior season at Sand Springs High School. Um, you are one of the most accomplished players in Sand Springs history, and you had like over 1,500 like career points. And so this past year, you were named like Oklahoma Coaches Association, like All-State player. And the game last week, like you led the game in scoring with 18 points. And so how are you doing today, Journey? I'm doing good. I'm doing very well. Okay. So you leave for school in like a week or so, right? Yeah. And so are you excited about the journey and the transition to college? Yeah, I'm ready for the new beginning. Uh -huh. What right. excites you the most about it? Um, Just uh, be able to, you know, even go to college from Tulsa and where I grew up from. You mm -hmm. know, it's just a new beginning, a new experience. You know, it's very different from high school. And just be able to see that people younger than me looking up to me. So just going to college is just a big deal. I'm ready to start. I want to start, like, at the beginning. And so when did you first start playing basketball? And, like, when did you fall in love with the game? Um, I don't know. I think I fell in love with the game before I started playing. Like, really? Yeah. So one day um, I'm in the gym. You know, my dad, he coaches my brothers, you know, and he had a boys program. So, you know, I started with boys at first, and then I started, like, a lot of girls playing. So I picked up, you know, just by just seeing my dad and them play and, you know, my brothers and them uh, coaching and stuff like that, you know, and getting around here and there, you know, just being able to be around it. Like, you know, I fell in love with it very easy, and I started playing, like, my third grade year, like, yeah. in a while. And then uh -huh. it just went from there. So with that, like, you started your freshman year at East Central, right? Like, what went into, like, from third grade and even in middle school to make you so ready to play at East Central your freshman year? I don't know. I think it's because, like, what I went through, you know? Yeah. I went through a lot as a, as I was growing up as a kid, you know, just from my mom being passed, you know. The motivation, the support from my dad, him pushing me, you know, a lot of kids, you know, was looking up to me at a very young age just because mm -hmm. who I was and where I came from. So just, you know, my dad pushing me and stuff like that, it was just me just going from the next level to the next level. And by the time my freshman year came, I was ready. I was prepared. Yeah, like most athletes, especially like with transitioning from middle school to high school, like there's a struggle period or a period where – they have to figure it out and, like, figure out how to be good at that level. But in your story, like, I don't see that struggle there. Like, even in your fourth game, like, in high school, you had, like, a 27-point game, I think, against Ponca City. All right, so going back to East Central, like, what do you remember about that team in that season? Hey, uh, <laughs> I love them. I love them to death. And, and as a freshman, they pushed me. Yeah. They pushed me as a freshman. They didn't treat me like a freshman. They actually treated me like a senior. Like, mm -hmm. it's time to grow up fast. I mean, I love the group of girls. Just me being a, a freshman, being able to make it to state, you know, with them. And to this day, I still communicate with them. Yeah. Um, It's just like I looked up to them. So it's just like I love that group of girls. They came with energy, weekends. We play, you know, together as a family. We have our up and down. Like, you know, everybody mm -hmm. ain't perfect. But For we sure. had our ups and downs. But at the end of the day, we came together as a team. We made it far, you know. Mm -hmm. And they understood that I was a freshman. They understood that I was going to make a mistake. Yeah. So them just supporting me as a freshman make me a better person than I am now. So, yeah. yeah. Why do you think, like, they held you to, like, a standard of being a senior when you were a freshman? <laughs> what do you think was behind that? Uh, My heart. I had a lot of heart. So they knew, like. If they can just say one thing to me to make me angry, I'm going to put everything on the court. Like, yeah. So they know that I had the love for, like, I have 
love for basketball. So mm-hmm. they knew that. So they pushed me like, just because you're a freshman, I'm going to push you just yeah. to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not a freshman to us. Yeah. We know what you are capable. So, like, they'll push me even though, like, you know, I'm younger than they'll push mm-hmm. me. So it's just like, it was just everything to me. Whatever they brought to the table, it was just, I had to give them my all. Yeah. So they knew what buttons to push to get you going and, like, get you motivated and yeah. get you fired up? How about the coaches? Coaches know what buttons to push to that hey, year? Um, shout out to Coach Pitts. Um, I really love him. Um, just me being a, a kid that I am, he yeah. believed in me. Um, he showed me the way, you know, just mm-hmm. because I was a freshman, he still gave me the opportunity to start. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he still treated me like I was everybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, hey, so. Yeah, I mean, you did Coach earn Pitt. a starting position, though. I mean, you did deserve it, too. I mean, you averaged, like, 16 points, um, six assists, and five rebounds as a freshman. And so your stats say that you weren't the average freshman and you need to be pushed, but it's good that you got that pushing and that motivation to keep you on track. Um, Let's talk about the state game. You mentioned a couple times. And so that game was against Piedmont. What do you remember about that game? You don't like thinking about it? Uh, No, I love (laughs) thinking about it. Really? Uh, yeah, it was just, you know, the moment, the sound in the locker room, us having words on the board, like, it was just mind-blowing. Just to go out on my freshman year, just to see my team so hyped, just to see the crowd, just uh-huh. to, you know, step on the court. That was just my first impressions. But, like, once jump ball happened, it was straight game time. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, like, I can go like I I got this in the back of my head. I remember this. Um, I remember after the game, I told my dad, I'm like, Dad, they knew my name. They like he like yeah. They do scouting reports on mm-hmm. you, you know. Yeah. So it's just like wow, like you know that was just the high school, just uh-huh. you know. So for them to even know my name is a big thing, you know. I was just a big player on the court, so just for them to know my name, it was just like wow. Mm-hmm. So, um, just going to state, you know, I'm saying we lost, you know, about a couple points or whatever, you know. It was just a mind thing, you know, and it's just like it was a new experience for me. So, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I had three more years, but a couple of my players had one more year, or that was their last year. Yeah, for sure. So, it was just like, dang, you know, come back next year, you know, mm-hmm. come stronger next year. Thing about that game, too, you only lost by like three points or something like that, or maybe four or five at the free throws at the end, but – Y'all were their closest game, like, the whole way. And so usually you see, like, the closest game is, like, the semifinals or a championship or something like that. But y'all gave them, like, their best game that state year. And they ended up winning it all, too. Yeah, they did. And so y'all were literally right there and probably the best team, like, in state that year and was really close to winning a state championship. Yeah, I feel like that game right there, I couldn't really be mad. That was the state game. Because I think after that, they was blowing everybody out along Mm -hmm. the way or wasn't a good game as well. But, like, as I've, you know – Noticed that, like, they won the whole thing and whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like our game was the state game. It was. It was a championship. One small thing, too, I noticed about that game that told me a lot about your personality. You were the only – well, not the only, but you – I could see from you that you didn't quit in that game, even when the game was pretty much over. And so, you know how at the end of the game when you're hitting free throws and all that, like, the game is pretty much over. Mm -hmm. And so, they got up by, like, five with, like, ten seconds left. But you still came down and tried to shoot a three and, like, still tried to keep playing hard. And even when they rebounded the ball with, like, three or four seconds left up by five, like, you still ran over to the girl that had the ball and was, like, still playing defense. And, like, you were still trying until the very end, to the very last buzzer. And so that says to me a lot about your personality and your character as well. Uh, I grew up, I don't never quit. My parents always told me, once you start something, you're going to finish it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even though it was just probably last, like, everybody else last game or, you know, yeah. or whatever the case may be, I don't never quit, you know, until mm-hmm. I hear the buzzer go off. You know, my, my coaches that tell me every time, like, we about 30 or whatever, you know, just jump shot, do that. I don't never quit. I don't, I don't never quit. I play all the way to the end. If we lo- win, lose, or draw, I still play all the way to the end. That's just in me. Uh, I would never I would never uh, go out without no bang. I'm going to mm-hmm. go every time with a bang. And so, sophomore year, you go to Sand Springs, right? Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about what that transition is like. And so, East Central is, like, 60% Hispanic, like, 20% black. 
Sand Springs, though, is like 60% Caucasian, like 3% black. And so what was that like transitioning? What was that switch like socially? And like, what did you experience a little bit? Um, I experienced that Sand Springs is way different. Yeah. Um, just leaving East Central and just going into Sand Springs. Yeah, I was hurt, you know. Yeah. But as a parent, my dad did what's best for me, and yeah. I appreciate him for that. Just going to Sand Springs and whatever, it just maybe become open as a person to yeah. the community, get to meet new people. You know, the whole town come out. Like I ain't never experienced basketball, football, homecomings, the yeah. prep rallies. And, it's different. Yeah, the uh-huh. uh, parades yeah. and all that stuff at Sand Springs. It was just. I was amazed, like, eating lunch off of, you know, campus and everything else. So just being able to, you know, leave East Central and go to Sand Springs, it brought me a new, like, it got me a new life. It brought me life. Like, it made me feel like I was here. Like, Mm -hmm. this is where I need to be, and I need to complete this mission. Mm -hmm. So just being able to be in Sand Springs and whatever, like, the community, they're very supportive. Like, we had Meet the Sendikes uh, my sophomore year, that's when people get to meet the basketball athletes. So mm-hmm. it was just fun just seeing people come out and actually pay and participate in all those things. It was very fun. So All right, talk to me about that sophomore season. And so what was it like? Was it a lot of pressure there? Because that was a Sand Springs team who had just, like, been a state, like, three seasons before. And they had just produced, like, two Division One players. And so was it pressure to win or, or to be good? It was – uh, it was a lot of pressure, you know, um, due to the fact that, you know, our coach just got there. We had a new coach. You know, I, we had a new whole new team. So it's just like the season, it was it was incredible. I mean, just uh, team bonding, going to the city trips, you know, going on trips. It was getting very much uh, building, rebuilding gear, you mm-hmm. know, a rebuilding yep. season. And I think every one of us knew that, but we still played with a uh, – a target on our back, you know, so um, we still, you know, accomplished a lot just for him and, like, Coach Barry coming in and being his first year t- to Sand Springs. Mm-hmm. So it was just not – so it was a lot, you know, rebuilding. He was getting uh, to know the coaches. We were getting to know the coaches. Um, you know, we were just getting to know each other. It was a re- like a rebuilding year um, in playoff. You know, we lost first round in playoff. Mm-hmm. So just like uh, – it was crazy because – we lost to the team. We just beat senior night like a couple mm-hmm. of days before that. So it was just like the season was really like a great season. I mean, it was not like a just, oh, yeah, it was just a building season. There were a lot of changes that year from what I've heard, like, outside looking in. And mm-hmm. so not only Coach Barry coming in, like, being new to the program, um, lots of people were transferring and, like, came in as well. Um, Coach Barry was on a podcast, Speak Up, with Aaron Daniels, who's one of my classmates from middle school. Yeah. And one thing he talked about, he said, like, a couple of girls transferred, like, right before the first day of practice. And, like, it was so many people, like, new people in new parts. Like, y'all had to have time to, like, mesh and figure it out. It was crazy. But it was just, like, it was it was a good crazy, you know? Yeah. It was a good crazy because we competed every day. It was a good mm-hmm. crazy because we didn't know who the starting five was. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like we was all competing all day, every day, you know. Even though we compete, we still became a family too. So mm-hmm. it was just like it, we had so many ups and downs. We became a family, you know. People, you know, left, you know. So it was just like, hey, it is what it is. But look who here now. Yeah. Um, like the team that played before you, they had like Destiny Johnson who went to TU yeah. and they also had, uh, Holly Kurtzgeeter. I hope I said her name right, yeah. but she's at Kansas right now. Like she was like a uh, first team, all big 12 last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. she, Hey, she, she the goat. Shout out to her, Holly. Um, honestly, you know, just them leaving, you yeah. know, I, I really hated I didn't get to play with them, but just them oh, yeah, it would have been a totally different yeah, team. Totally different. <laughs> uh, just them leaving, whatever you know. I feel like they all had a, played a big role uh, mm-hmm. in a couple years before and stuff like that. You know, broken free records. You know, set standards for the team. Mm-hmm. So it's like when they left, you know, we had to make new standards. We had to have people that played at Hollywood. We had yeah. to have that person that played DJ, you know. For sure. We had to have all them people that fill in the people that left that, mm-hmm. you know, made a big impact to the team. So, them just being there, we're grateful. Just coming from Sand Springs, yeah. it's, it's a huge deal. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Did people on the outside try to compare you to Destiny? Because y'all similar size, and I think both 
both of y'all are super quick. And so did people always try to compare y'all or link y'all up together? They, did they let you be you? Um, nah. I don't think, nah. Well, I, uh, they had never com- compared me to Destiny. I mean, they always remind me of if there was a Destiny, you know? Yeah. So, but, <laughs> like, just far as me just being there, I made a name for myself. But they always tell me, like, yeah, you know, this is the people that used to come here. Or this is the person, you know. Uh-huh. Seeing them come back and watch us play, it shows that we're doing good. For sure. But, for yeah, sure. I made my own name in Sanskrit. Yeah, you did, for sure. Quite a name. <laughs> <laughs> like, you put the bar up really high. Like, 1,500 career points is, like, no joke. Like, a lot of people online right now and, like, a lot of teams, like, they celebrate, like, a 1,000 points. I know you've seen them, like, where they get the ball, where they get the pitcher when they hit a 1,000, but you hit a 1,000 as a junior. And so you set the bar really, really high, especially with, like, how well y'all did this past year, too, like, making it to the state semis. Like, y'all set the bar really, really high. Uh Uh-huh. Um, going back to sophomore year real quick though, best game was like the Jinx game where you had 31 points. Yeah. And so you remember that game? And like, if you do, what do you remember about it? Uh, uh, I ain't even gonna lie. This was, y'all won't probably believe it, but this is a very emotional moment. Yeah. Um, a couple of years, you know, I didn't get to see my grandma. Uh, she came to the game and my, I think it was halftime. I don't even know. Like I had like. I don't even think I had that many points by halftime. Like, so I saw at halftime, my sister pointing, like, yo, grandma hurt. Yeah. So from that, that, like, from that moment forward, everything when I went off, like, yeah. made everything. Uh-huh. It's just like my grandma, she was my motivation, you know? So being able to see my grandma coming out and see me play and yeah. just hoop, I had to do my thing and show her, like, this is what you missing out of. Mm-hmm. And then just not only that, I've been putting time in the gym. You know, like, I went against uh, McKenna. I went against McKenna. And mm-hmm. um, that that always been my rival. Shout out to McKenna. You know, uh, they always, you know, downplay us. She, yeah. she was a big senior guard, you know, committed to, like, a D1 school. Yeah. So it was just like us going to each other. I had to show it. Like, I'm not no baby no more. Yeah. You know, I grew up. So we played, like, our third time in, in the stadium. And it was just like, you know, this is my time to shine. My grandma here. Mm-hmm. And this is a good game. I got the point guard that committed to, you know, a D1 school. Yeah. So I had to just let it go from there. Do you take those matches personally? <laughs> Like, when you know you're going to get somebody who might be your rival or somebody who might be, like, highly recruited or just somebody you just, like, want to go at, like, you take those personally? Of course, because sometimes I feel like the person in front of me is taking what's mine. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like every time you step out of court in front of me, you got something I, I need. The best players have that perspective. There's not many that have it. But the best have that inner dog and, like, that inner hunger, and, like, that's what makes them go and, like, become the best. And on that night, too, one thing that we didn't say was, like, you were hitting everything. Like, you were hitting shots you normally don't hit. Like, you were hitting some that you hit sometimes, like some threes and some mid range you normally hit. But, like, that buzzer beater, though, like, you you ain't hitting that very often. Hey, <laughs> hey I ain't even going to lie to you. Uh, shout out to uh, Coach Cornbread. He had me on the shooting machine shooting for the volleyball line. So one time, <laughs> so one time he was just like, you're going to make it one day. And then one day was that day. Uh-huh. So. If you can see in that video at the end, I go hug him. Like, uh-huh. He like, yeah, I told you. <laughs> I told you going to hear one. So I just let it go, you know, just for the fun of it. Yeah, you were hitting everything that night. You couldn't miss. Um, how did the team respond to Coach Barry coming in? And so were they receptive to his coaching and, like, what he was telling y'all? Uh, it was new to me, personally. Yeah. It was new to everyone else. Um, He came in with energy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of coaches, you know, when – when they first build the team, they get more, less, oh, Bob. No, he came with the energy, like, I don't care if we just built this team. Yeah. We're going to go put in their work, yeah. whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And we can go be cool afterwards. Like, Coach mm-hmm. Barry is the type of person that will push you, even though that he knows that you, your worth can be so low. He will push you where your worth can be so high. Yeah. And it's just like, Coach Barry came in like, okay, it's crunch time. Mm-hmm. I don't care if we – I just got hurt. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he still – became a coach where he got to know of just by basketball. So it's mm-hmm. just like he put in, you know, team bonding here and there. But besides that, we was in the gym. We was working. Yeah, It shows, too, because you see, like, an improvement every year. Like, every year I got a little bit better, a little bit farther. Like, y'all did better and better every single year. And y'all, like, y'all bonded more and, like, gelled more every year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, most of the girls, you know, we play AAU together. So 
most of the little girls that came, whatever was my AAU buddy or someone like my sister or my, it was basically yeah. like siblings that For was sure. coming. So, yeah. yeah, it helps. It makes it a little bit easier if it's new people coming in that you're familiar with and that you've been around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was the loss to Broken Arrow? Like, that was the first round loss. Like, how hard was that loss? Because you went from, like, state championship freshman year and then sophomore year losing in the first round. So how, how difficult was that journey? And, like, how much did it motivate you? It motivated me a lot. Um, just just because, <laughs> you know, I didn't came, you know, from my freshman year with a team that, you know, that was already prepared for that moment. Mm-hmm. And then I came with a team that, like, you know, was rebuilding. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I knew what I was capable of doing. I knew how many years I had left. And, you know, I knew what I had to do next year, the yeah. couple of years. So it was just like we came out sad, you know, mm-hmm. real sad because it was just like, dang, we just yeah, lost. Disappointed. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we just started our season yeah. and it just came to mm-hmm. end. So, I mean, from that day forward, everybody was like my grade, or, you know. So we were just like we're going to take a bench and we're going to. We're gonna be better next year. Yeah, I think I think the thing too about like sophomore year is like y'all had big wins throughout the year, and so y'all knew y'all were capable of playing on that level. Like you said, we lost to the team and we had just beat them like a couple days or like a week before, and so you knew you were capable of beating like the top tier teams, but it just didn't happen that first game. Yeah. I can say it's hard to beat a team twice. Oh yeah, or oh, it, super hard. Or it's hard to beat a team three times. Uh-huh. You know. We had something coming, and we, we got too comfortable. So it's just like it was just hard beating them that third time. Yeah. So we realized that, and we realized we got too comfortable, and we realized that we can't lay down no more. Mm-hmm. All right, junior year, what stands out about your junior year that you remember? I don't even remember. <laughs> I, oh, I do remember we beat um Memorial. Okay. Beat Memorial in the playoffs, and you know we played in the Big B tournament. We uh we actually lost to them in the Big B tournament, mm-hmm. and we came in third, I believe, in the Big B third or fourth in the Big B tournament. Um, and come playoffs come, we played them again. Yeah, mind you, they got this like this squad that's very nice, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And my junior, I have my little sister coming in. Yeah, so it was just like it was just nice to me to just even play with my youngins, but. Either way it go, like, we played them, and I think we beat them in overtime by three uh-huh. in the playoffs. That just showed us, like, we are capable of beating, like, high top teams yeah. because they was higher than us. Mm-hmm. So it was just like we came in clutch mode and whatever, and that's the game to remember. I remember Haley coming in, like, she fouled the girl on the 15-footer. We thought we were going to lose at the end of the quarter, but Haley came in. And shot a three off of uh, the kickback I threw back, and we went in overtime. And from that time, we didn't look back. We won. And yeah. we won with a chip on our shoulder. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, we went farther than we did the year before. So, it yeah. just, it was, that was, that was a year to remember. Yeah. So, that year, like, y'all made it one game away from state. And so, y'all were, like, right there on the cusp of making state. Yeah. How would that feel to be that close? Uh it was, it was good because you see your family coming out. You see, you see Sand Springs people coming out. Yeah, it more was, people starting to come to the games. Yeah, so <laughs> it's just like it was good to uh-huh. see that people believed in us yeah. and whatever the case, it was very well. Just, you know, that time by my junior year, that's when Sand Springs were like, it was just like, yeah, I see. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Uh-huh. I see these girls working hard. I uh-huh. see them being in the gym. I'm going to support that. Yeah. So, that was an eye opener for the city, our city, and whatever. So, yeah, it was definitely progress to go from like getting knocked out the first round to being one game away from state. Like in a one year span, that's a really good jump. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I briefly mentioned before that I want to know more about is like your thousand points. And so you hit a thousand points like as a junior. So how does it feel to hit a thousand like that that quickly? <sighs> I didn't even know I hit a thousand points. Um, it was very like a shocker to me. It was a surprise. Um, I think we was in the tournament. Uh, and I hit a thousand points against Bishop Kelly. Um, it was a shocker because my coach was telling me like the game before that I, I we was playing Owasso and I only needed like a certain amount of points and he pulled me out because I like mm-hmm. I had twenty some points. He like okay I don't got the ball. I wasn't prepared for you to hit this night. I you told know? you everybody was trying to get the ball and the pitches and stuff yeah, like that. Uh-huh. He was like I was, he was <laughs> like he really thought I was going to get it Owasso night, but then I told him to sub me out because. Uh, <laughs> We was already ahead by a lot, 
and he wanted me to get it, but I'm like, nah, coach, I'll just wait to the tournament. <laughs> so we went to the tournament. He was just telling me, like, it's going to come to you. Let mm-hmm. it come. Yeah. And, you know, like, people before the game, they knew. You see, like, balloons and stuff. <laughs> like, people coming in with balloons and thousands. You see my uncle and them with posters. I'm like, y'all can't let me, you know, like, I was one point away. So it was oh, just okay, like. Yeah. Uh-huh. They knew. It, they knew. Like, it was crazy. So, um. I passed up my first layup because uh-huh. Bishop Kelly, they knew I was going up for uh, okay. thousands. So my uh-huh. coaches and them like, it's going to come to you. Uh-huh. So it finally came. I hit a layup and I just look back and I see all my teammates uh-huh. come in. You know, my parents, you know, recording. You know, uh-huh. I cried because at the moment, you know, I wanted my mom to be there. So it was just like that moment was huge for me. So to, you know, be able to get a thousand. I was just not no regular kid. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. want to just a thousand. Everybody get a thousand. I want to get more than a thousand. So I was, you know, after the game and stuff, I just asked my coach, like, how many points, you know, I got, yeah. like, you uh-huh. know, total. But honestly, it was amazing. My parents and them came out. People came out with posters, flyers, you know. I had 1K Media came, mm-hmm. uh, do a little highlight and stuff for me. It was amazing. Just, you know, being able to, you know, have people support me just for that 1,000 points. Yeah, it, for sure. it was huge. It is huge, though, to hit it as a junior. Um, good thing you had one of them off nights that people have sometimes, like, where you don't score at all or yeah. something go wrong or you roll your ankle, like, in the first couple of seconds or something like that because it would have been crazy to have all that stuff and all them people there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it was it. crazy because right after that, that day, uh, I think later on, we playing, uh, I forgot who we playing the next day. I messed up my knee. So I didn't even get to play the whole tournament. Mm. So See, you did it just right. You hit it at the right time, right before you got hurt. Yeah. Right, anything else about junior year that you remember or that stand out before we go to senior year? The bus rides. Uh, the bus rides? <laughs> yeah. Plural? The bus, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Just like the team, sometimes we'd just play around, listen to music, uh-huh. you know, just the bus rides and stuff was fun. The locker room turn up, the pregame turn up, the TikToks and stuff before the locker room. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. All right, senior year. How was it? So you just finished your senior year. Like, reflecting on that your senior year just ended, what do you think? It was a long senior year, a long ride. I feel like that was the longest season of my life, maybe mm-hmm. because we made it far and stuff. Uh, I say in the beginning when I uh, stepped on the court, you know, doing summer leagues and summer basketball, I always try to be a leader, you know. Yeah. Um, just that time I knew that it was my last season. I mm-hmm. knew we was capable of getting the ring. I knew that we made it this far before, mm-hmm. so I knew that we was going to make it farther. Yeah. So it was just like they knew that. Mm-hmm. So they knew that every time we get in the gym, we get straight to it. We, you know, we put in the work. It was no time to be playing. It was no time to disrespect and talk back. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where – Everybody in the court just silent. We wanted mm-hmm. as bad as it was just the younger kids. You know, we pushed them to you know be better and whatever to like you know for our competitions. We was pushing each other throughout the season and whatever. And I think um, what made it a game changer was we won. We went out and we was like ten and zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all won like the first ten or eleven straight. <laughs> y'all were y'all were hot at the start. We uh, I can say we went to Florida. Um, we played the top teams in Florida. Uh, whatever we we dusted them. I ain't even gonna lie. Like I thought, like you know, we came out. We came out strong. We you know I got MVP and stuff in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really you know feel like my dog Kaylee should got it. You know, so I you know I took a picture with her. Like mm-hmm. yeah, you the MVP too because you yeah. my post. Mm-hmm. So um, that happened from Florida. Um, I come back. We come back and we win a couple games and. Uh, another thing that was a deal breaker when we beat Booker T, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're better than them though. But man, I say to win. we we was supposed to win, but I just say the other years before that we should have <laughs> won too. So we ain't never get to win, beat Booker T the whole three years that I was there. So I was mm-hmm. breaking records. Like I ain't beat Booker T the whole two years I was there. Mm-hmm. I'm finna beat him my last year. Like yeah, I was, for sure, for sure. Man, I was talking stuff to my team. Like we beating all the teams we lost to last year, mm-hmm. and um. I can say this, we did that. Yeah. Only team we lost to was you. I mean, only team we lost to was like Sapopa mm-hmm. and Bigsby and Edmund North. Yeah, that yeah, was like the only three. So like, um, all the teams I wanted to beat, we beat them. So mm-hmm. the uh, the game changer was when we played Union. Um, mm-hmm. I was you know I watched I, that game. I was in foul trouble, but as as I realized, I didn't you know show my team the way you know without me. 
they were still playing. So they, mm-hmm. it was just like I was cheering them on on the bench. You mm-hmm. know, I was still being that good teammate, even though that I was in foul trouble. At the end of the day, they were still playing. Like, they was playing with a chip on their shoulder. That's how a good team should be, though. Yeah. They and do. so within what you said, like, I know it's a different leader as you as a senior than you were as a freshman. And so senior you was very much more vocal. And so I constantly see you getting everyone on the court organized. You're constantly telling somebody where they're supposed to be or what they're supposed to do or do this differently. Like every time somebody at the free throw line, I see you talking, or every time the ball is being taken out, I see you talking. Like you're very much more a vocal leader like now than you were as a freshman. Uh, sometimes I'll be telling them, like, it's okay to mess up, mm-hmm. you know? Or, like, I'll tell them, like, Come get it next time. Just like certain pers- like certain people you have to talk to mm-hmm. in a certain way. Like, I got a teammate that I can yell at and just be like, hey, like, you know, mm-hmm. go do that. She's yeah. like, okay. I got another teammate you can just talk to and be like, hey, go do that. Da, da. Mm-hmm. And me being a captain, I have to see those things, mm-hmm. you know. And I just, you know, uplift them sometimes and tell them it's okay. It's okay. Or if you mess up, like, hey, don't get mad. Yeah. And I tell them my fault because my coach is always telling me, take, you know, responsibility like that's my fault Mm -hmm. that was my fault for passing the ball or that's my fault for making that you know turnover so yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot of stuff i'll be telling them yeah it takes a lot to be that type of leader like if you're the type of leader you have to know everything about like the people you're playing with like you say you have to know their backgrounds like which buttons to push when to push them when to back off when to uplift and so you have to really know your team really well to lead in that way but i can see you very much are that leader for your team at least last year you were yeah I think it developed over time too. I don't think it just happened overnight. I think nah. you gradually learn how to become that person. Yeah, and just having Coach Barry by my side and just him, just you know, being able to talk to him and, and he showed me the ways to how to be a leader. It was amazing. You know, for my freshman year, I was a kid, so I wasn't catching on as well like I yeah. was now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of hard, you know, at first because it was like, oh, I got to be that point guard to get on people, mm-hmm. or I got to be on that point guard to do this, you know, because at the end of the day. Your coach know that you know the floor. That's why yeah. you're the point guard. So if you don't get on to your players, mm-hmm. then it's not going to go as the way you want mm-hmm. it to. So um, just having Coach Barry be there by my side and, and teach me the way is amazing. Yeah, for sure. Talk to me a little bit more about the Tampa trip. And so, yeah, I went to Tampa. Like, how was it to get out of Oklahoma and, like, get away for a couple of days? Uh, we went on the Tampa trip for New Year's. Uh, it was amazing. They had a New Year party. Like, the tournament had a party for us. So, everybody that was in the tournament, it was a big old party outside. Yeah. So, it was fun Um, being able to shop. You know, I like <laughs> shopping. It was fun. What did um, you buy? Uh, I, I think I bought some new pair of shoes. Okay. I knew. You mean what kind? Uh, I, I bought some Dunks. Okay. And then I bought some house shoes, and I bought a couple hoodies, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I was buying, like, a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. How were you able to get it back? You had no room in your suitcase? Mm-hmm. Or my dad, he drove. Oh, okay. So I just gave it to him. But I couldn't even take my plaid or nothing on the plane or the trophy. Oh, uh-huh, So, uh-huh. yeah. But, like, being down there, it was a new environment. But, you know, I already yeah. went down there for the summer AAU. Okay. But Tampa, Florida was very different. It was hot, natural. You know, I mm-hmm. went to we went to the beach and everything. It was fun. Uh, just being, like, able to be active with our uh, team down there, that's what beginning the season for us. Like, mm-hmm. that's made us even closer. Because some people was down there without their parents. But we had team rooms. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was fun. Okay. Uh, in that tournament too, y'all went like undefeated, like won the whole thing. Y'all blew a lot of people out too, like those first couple of games. Like y'all were putting putting it on people. Yeah, uh, I think those couple of games, uh, we did scouting reports, and you know, from Florida or whatever, they was undefeated. You know, mm-hmm. so like when they came to us, it was just like we all undefeated. We are gonna yeah. see who gonna walk away mm-hmm. being undefeated. So we started off early, and. You know, we just finished the game. Yeah, I heard a lot of those teams were fast too. So, fast. so like y'all playing against fast teams, which y'all normally don't play a lot of, had to be different. It was very different. We played against fast people. <laughs> <laughs> like I had to step my tone up a little bit. Luckily, I had my little sister and my cousins. They was as quick as them, but it got to the point where we was quick and more athletic than them. Yeah. So it was. That was very fun going against girls. Uh, they made us better. They For actually sure. made us better. 
All right, talk to me a little bit about your sister and your cousin. So you mentioned a couple of times. Tell everybody who your sister is and who your cousin is and, like, what it means to play with them and, like, how, how you set the example for them. Uh, I got, actually, two sisters on the team, okay. you know. Uh, I got Haley Jackson and Sakari Wilson. Mm-hmm. Been, uh, been able to play with my sisters. It's a big thing because, at the end of the day, like, you don't play with your sisters a lot in yeah, high school. For sure, it's rare. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so being able to play with them, you know, no, Haley, she play a different position, but you know my little sister, she play my position. So I feel like her coming under me, I'm doing good because nobody that ever had like a sister or you know anybody that's above them, like playing the same high school level as mm-hmm. them, you know, coming from the same high school and breaking records and like people looking at them. Yeah. And I always tell my daddy and them like I want my sister and them to you know make a name for themselves. I don't want mm-hmm. them to be Journey sister or mm-hmm. you know Ormstead sister. They got to work hard though. Yeah. And I told them I like you got to work hard. Like I mm-hmm. tell them every time, just being in the gym. You know, I always play up and down with my sister or go out of my sister. You know, roughing her, fouling mm-hmm. her, just due to the fact that. This is big basketball. They're going to foul. Mm-hmm. They're going to touch you. And just because they don't call it, you still got to play through yeah. it. So I got to teach my sister that, you know, I got to teach her how to lock in, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to teach, you know, Haley to be more aggressive. And sh- she's so shy. Like, Haley's so shy. Like, I love her to death. She's so shy. But when it comes, when Haley want to play, Haley's going to play. Mm-hmm. And I'll be telling her, like, if you come to play every time, nobody can stop yeah. you. And then just with my cousins, you know, they shooters. You know, I had Laisha, you know, I had Yanni, you know. They were shooters like Zal. So once they don't hit, the our point guards got to go. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's just like I had to tell them every time, keep shooting. It's okay when you miss a shot. Yeah. You are a shooter. We believe in you. Mm-hmm. So playing with my cousins and my sisters is crazy. Just be able to start with them and get the flow going, it was crazy. Um just being able to see that they looking at me and my my aunts and uncle or my dad and my mom, like my stepmom, letting me be able to get on to them the way mm-hmm. I want to, it's mm-hmm. amazing. It's amazing. I think you earned that right over time, though. Yeah. And so I think not only your game developing over time, but just who you are as a leader, like you earned that right to be a, able to hold everybody accountable. Yeah. I think what also helps, too, like, when you're holding everybody accountable is you're winning games. Yeah. And so it's not like you're holding people accountable and y'all not winning. Like, your accountability every year is showing that we're getting better and better every year. And so sophomore year, like, yeah, we're, in the, we're losing the first round. Uh, junior year, like, we're one step away from state. And then senior year, you come out, like you said, and win 10 or 11 straight games. And so, like, your leadership is, like, getting everybody on board. I wouldn't even just say my leadership. It just I just feel like people knew how I loved the game. Yeah. So it's just like when people knew that we loved the game and then all the other stuff outside of here and just what I'm gonna tell you this, what really killed us. I think we came out uh junior year we had a phenomenal season. Mm-hmm. We come out ranked ten or something yeah. to ten, thirteen. We just like, whoa. Like, are you serious? Y'all think we just ranked 10 or 13? Yeah, disrespect. Like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. And I feel like just because we was ranked that way, we took it and we ran mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. So we showed them, like, how amazing we was and we went 10 and 0. And we still, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. our rankings went up. Yeah. We showed them how better we can be and how we beating these teams and we still ranked, you know, lower than them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it was just like when we came out in the rankings, we looked at it and we took it and ran with it. We went in the gym. We Look at the rankings we had, you know, a word on our back. Um, I got that. It was all in, all in. So once we felt like everybody was around us, you know, mm-hmm. was, you know, out of there, we figured out only the people that's playing on the court and coaching, we all in. Mm-hmm. So it just felt like the rankings and stuff, it blew us. So that time in that season, we got in that gym and we came every game. We had a target on every single one of these people back and we showed them like what were we capable of yeah. and I feel like what brings their attention to their attention and whatever it's like I feel like what happened when we beat Union and I, I'll tell my players this every time because we had like hard back to back game I think one time we had big Pope Union you know mm-hmm. had them hard back to back games and I tell my team all the time you gotta recover you gotta get in the gym you know like our coach make us be in the gym put like 300 shots up after practice mm-hmm. You have to be in the gym. So just like their ranking, it did something to us. Yeah. It did something, and it all in, it stood out for us. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, just because everybody was, you know, all yeah. out, we yeah. all in. Yeah. So we just turned it up a notch on everybody. I think, like, 
some people and some teams are supposed to be that way. Like, they play better. They function better that way. Like, some teams need to be the underdog. Yeah. And some players need to be the underdog because that's how they perform. Like, if y'all were ranked, like, number one or two or three, y'all might have said, yeah, we arrived already. We already here, and y'all wouldn't have worked as hard. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was a blessing that y'all were ranked, like, where y'all were, so that way y'all really were able to lock in and prove everybody wrong, like, throughout the course of the season. Yeah, it was a, it was a huge blessing. I, I, and I thank anybody who ranked us that yeah. low. You know what I'm saying? Just because – we just feel like, you know, at the end of the day, we had to prove ourselves either way it go. Mm-hmm. Like, we had goals set. We had yeah, standards. Sure. So, it was just like. Just and those rankings go out the way, and yeah. they don't matter anymore once you get on that court. Especially when you're talking about playoff time and state time. Like, those rankings, you can take all of them away. Yeah. About the end of the season, we was ranked three. <laughs> so. I Which was it. where y'all should have been. Y'all y'all finally got y'all due respect by the end of the year, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Now, with Union, you played them twice, right? No, no, no. We only played them once. Okay, you only played them once? That was a good game, though. Mm-hmm. And so I went back and watched that one because I wanted to see how you and Pitts went against each other. And so she's going to, like, SMU. Yeah. And so I want to see, like, how do you rank and, like, how do you compare against somebody who's supposed to be D1? Just going against her, it was it was amazing, you know, just her defensive, her active hands, her, you know, the rebound. Yeah, she's long athletic. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's very long and athletic. So just being able to play against someone that's already on that D1 level or going mm-hmm. straight to D1 mm-hmm. or whatever, just playing against them, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing to see that anybody that's out of my state going to D1, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. The one thing I liked about that game was, like, when you took the challenge to guard her. And so at the end of the game, it was a close game. She's longer than you and taller than you, and she had you on the block, but you were still, like, playing low post defense. And if you were in foul trouble, too, you were playing without fouling. And, like, when she missed, you had a couple of big um, rebounds, like when she missed at the end of the game on some of the ones around the rim. And so you really did your part to, like, help your team win, and you hit some big free throws, too. Yeah, most def- Um, Everybody know. Everybody know if Union playing basketball or whatever, TK is getting the ball. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. She's the SMU, you know. Yeah, you know yeah. she, Everybody in the big gym knows yeah, that. Yeah, like, uh-huh. so she SMU committed. Everybody knows that she's getting the ball. Uh-huh. So I'm going to take that challenge and guard her. And I, I feel like if I took that challenge, and that's why we won. I, yeah. I got the rebounds. I got yeah. the big rebounds. I'm guarding her. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Foul trouble and all, I'm still guarding her. Not everybody, like, has that perspective, though. Not every player is built with that. So there are some players who they might be, like, highly ranked or, like, really good and highly respected, but they might be the player who only wants to play offense and, like, they don't want to guard the other team's best player. But, like, I like to see the best player take on a challenge and guard the other team's best player and see what they can do and see how they match up and take it personal. And so I saw that with you, which was a really good sign. Yeah, I I, uh, I I know, like, a lot of people want to see me go against the best player and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I know a lot of people want people to put on the show, so I'm here to put on that show. If you see, if you say this is the best person or this person scored 30 points in some game or whatever, yeah. I'm going to guard that person. I'm going mm-hmm. to show you that I'm capable of holding that person to a lower standard. That yeah. just that just me. And you're just a really good defender, too. So that's one thing we haven't said. Like, we're talking about your points a lot. Like, we talk about your points a whole lot. But, like, you really can defend, and you give girls a lot of problems, like, defensively. Especially when it's, like, man-to-man defense. Like, you can pick up full court. Like, you have active hands. Your arms are moving. Like, you play passing lane wells. Like, you really, you really are defensively, like, shut people down and, like, make them have difficult nights. Okay. Um, state. So, what do you remember about state? Uh, me, I remember the first playoff. I mean, the first state game. I that was Choctaw, right? Yeah. Okay, you're about twice in the beginning of the game. You were nervous, or what? I was very no- nervous because our coach came to us like the day before, like, yeah, we just saw the point guard. Like, we was watching film; they looked amazing. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. Like, you would think they was just like these top D one guards. Like, they sent this girl breaking this. Like, nobody can guard her. So we were just like looking. You know, recently we played PC West, PC North, all these PC teams. We see them going against. You know, I'm like, okay, they okay. Um. All right, so the coach was like, yeah, they can play D. Yeah, the guard good. So I'm like, okay. So then we get to the game. I heard about twice, and we was down. And I mm-hmm. realized we was down, and I didn't miss no more. I feel like I hit all my shots. I had, like, 17 to 18 points that yeah. game. I think our uh, big Lane Kirkendall, she had, like, 8 or 10 points that game. We're like, I think she had a double-double. You know, we came in there, fought hard. We knew it was not going to be an easy game. We came pounding. 
pounded, pounded. And then just playing in the M and North game, coming out in the OU Stadium, you know. Uh-huh. How was that? It was amazing just to come out to OU Stadium because my coach, you know, at Hutchinson, he used to be a point guard at uh, OU. Okay, who's the coach? Uh, Coach, uh, oh, we call him Coach O. Okay. He did, I guess his name is Coach Anches. Okay. That's his name, Coach Anches. Coach Anches, he uh, hit me up before the game, like, yeah, good luck at State. You're going to see me around there. Yeah. You know, he got banners and stuff up. So being able to play where your coach used to play uh-huh. at, it was amazing. And um, just coming out and just show, uh, show out and stuff, playing a team that you only lost to, you know, just like uh, only city team we lost to. Mm-hmm. So just coming and play them again and rematch, it was amazing. But yeah. well, y'all did great and accomplished a lot. Like, y'all were one of the best Sand Springs teams in their school history, made it to the state semifinals and, like, lost to the eventual champions. So, like, y'all accomplished, like, way more than a lot of people thought y'all would, and y'all really put y'all city and yourselves on the map. So the next thing we'll dive into is, like, your recruiting process. And so talk to me a little bit about how your recruiting process went and, like, how you ended up deciding on Hutchison is, like, your final choice. Uh, the, cru- the recruiting process, it was uh, going very well. Um, I think at the end of my senior year, I had, like, a lot of college coaches email me and text me. Yeah. I went on, like, a few visits, but I picked, uh, like, Hutch out because that was, like, one of the top JUCOs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, th- they made me feel like a home, so I yeah. just picked them, yeah. What made it feel like a home to you? Uh, We went out to eat when I went down there. Yeah. So that's, like, how you get on your good side by feeding you? Yeah. And not even that, like, he got, they got real close with my dad. So, okay. Yeah. That made a difference, like, being connected with your dad and your dad feeling good about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, One thing I want to ask you about is, like, your commitment letter. And so talk to me a little bit about how you went about writing your commitment letter and, like, how long did it take you and, like, who helped you or did you do it all on your own? Uh, It took me a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote the letter on my own. And in the letter, I was telling everyone thank you to the yeah. college coaches, to the people mm-hmm. that worked me out, to the people that helped me along the way. So I was just telling them I appreciate them, and I was just telling other college coaches, you know, thank you for yeah, even being reach- interested. Yeah, uh-huh. reaching out. Yeah. Okay, so with that two parts, I want to kind of zoom in on with that. One, you talked about, like, it's been hard years or it's been some hard years. Like, how do you overcome adversity in, like, those hard moments? Uh, I come, I just be in the gym, really. I be in the gym, talk to my dad. I talk to my friends. Yeah. Um. So that helped me overcome that, having my supporters just going through the lot. You know, a lot of people dying and stuff during the season. You know, I had, like, my cousin die, you know, due to gun violence, all that stuff. Yeah. So just that just going on and stuff, it was just a lot. Just even to be going to college, it was just a lot. Yeah. But, like, your friends and your dad and, like, basketball helps you get through those tough moments. Yeah, most definitely. That's real. Um, With that, like, one thing you kind of touched on with, like, your dad. So what does your dad mean to you and, like, what does he provide to you? Because that part stood out to me a lot. Oh, my dad, he get on my nerves. (laughs) But besides that, I really love him. Um, He a motivator, but he also, like, uh, a pain in. Yeah. But... He just pushed me, you know, be able to, you know, push me, even though that I hate it. He just see what I don't see in me. And he just tell me that every day, like, you got to, you got, you learn something new every day. So he teaches me stuff every day. So just him being there for me throughout my years and just being hard years, it's amazing. So, yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, Thinking about college, like, what are you most excited about, like, going to college and, like, next year? Um, things I'm most excited about is getting to know people, the support system, um, be able to make new, uh, friends on the team, like from different sports. What are you most nervous about or stressed about when it comes to college? The work. The work? Uh-huh. I'm most, just because everyone said your freshman year is your hard year. Yeah. So the work and being able to, you know, the time framing and getting mm-hmm. up in the morning, all of the eating, all yeah. that stuff, your body, everything. So just working and Getting your sleeping schedule right, really. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really worried about that for my freshman mm-hmm. year. From what I seen from the outside looking in, like, it is, like, a big adjustment in the schedule. So you got to wake up early, like, practice, breakfast class, like, do it all over again at night, and you got study halls mixed in between. Yeah, we 
we don't get done with our day to like seven o'clock at night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like an all day, every day thing. Yeah, but the one thing I think that's important to know is like, yes, everyone says like college is rough, but you have supports, and so you'll have supports because you're in the basketball team, and like colleges have lots of supports if you need help with stuff, and so it's like learning when you need your supports and who to reach out to like makes a really big difference. Yeah. Um, how do you think JUCO ball will be different than high school ball? It's way quicker. You you playing against girls that's really older than you, yeah, so sure. it's just like it's, it's do or die. You either go go and you go go in the gym, you gonna work, or you just gonna die because you ain't <laughs> you you can't be laid back. You gotta go in the gym every day just because you playing against mm-hmm. girls that's bigger and older mm-hmm. than you and been in the game way longer than you. So it's gonna be harder. Mm-hmm. And you trying to take somebody's spot all over yeah, again too. So I mean, I know you're on a team. You're supposed to be like friendly with each other and like close <laughs> with each other. But at the same time, like you're fighting for playing time and like trying to move on to the next level as well. Okay. Um, how do you think your game is going to translate to JUCO? So like, what do you think you're going to do well at, at the JUCO level? Scoring. I feel like scoring more, like driving to the goal more, or attacking. I'm very aggressive on attacking and going get into the basket. So mm-hmm. I feel like I will help well is doing that and bring the ball up yeah i think your speed and getting to the rim will translate i think you'll do a good job of getting to the rim and like blowing by people i think your defense is going to translate as well so i think your defense on guard i think you're going to be a lot of time you can give guards some trouble and like put some pressure on them one thing that we haven't talked about your game though that i think will transfer as well is like your iq on the fast break and so one of the things i think that we haven't mentioned that's like a really big strength of yours is like if it's a fast break, like, you have really good vision and you can find people and, like, you're good at feeding them and getting them good layups and getting them good opportunities, I think that's going to translate as well. Yeah, I, I think so as well, too. I mean, I don't even know how I got the IQ. I just feel like I grew up with it and just because where I grew up from. Yeah, And you're a good passer, too, like. Even when you're in half-court sets, like, you make good passes, but in, like, the transition, you just have a gift for for finding people. Um, um, it was a really good team last year, too, Hutchison. Like, I know you mentioned they were a good JUCO. That's one of the reasons you picked yeah. them. But they went to, like, the national tournament last year as well. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, yeah, they did. And I'm looking forward to see you play with uh, Maya Williams. Yeah, I that's, that's her name. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's my girl. Right okay, now. you already met her and started yeah. interacting with her yeah. and everything. Yeah, I've been playing with her since uh, I was little in uh, DFW. Okay. So she was the main, you know, player, the top uh-huh. scorer in the conference. Just yeah. to be able to play with her, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I think y'all games will like complement each other really well. And so you get into the rim, but if the defense wants to help, like, you got to kick out for a three because she got good shooting for him, and she can shoot it at a high level. I think she's shooting, like, 40% or something like that from three. Like and so, so she was, like, a first-team uh, All-American Juco. And yeah. so I think you're going to open up her game. I think she's going to open up your game, too. So I'm kind of curious to see, like, how it's going to how it's gonna look on the court when it comes together. Uh, most def. Um, with Maya, it's a, it's a different feeling. You know, I'm helping her. She helping me. Uh-huh. Um, Just due to the fact that she already been here and she had Last, she played last year, so she was a qualifier for you know player of the year. So I'm trying to get her to get that again this year. So, yeah, sure. um, so just she helping me, I'm helping her basically. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about you, like outside of basketball. Yeah. So, what do you enjoy to do, like outside of basketball? Eat. Yeah. Eat and sleep. Right. So, if you eating, what you eating? I'm eating some wings. I can't. You can't. <laughs> you never can go wrong with hot wings or just wings or wing stop or yeah. all it mm-hmm. wings. You know. I'm, <laughs> I watch the shot, or I just watch stuff like that's going on in real life, or based on like stuff that's we going through in life right now. Mm-hmm. You seen the Wire? No, nah, I haven't watched it. Watch that one. If you like the shot, I think you like the Wire. You gotta watch the Wire. All right. I'll put you on that one. So don't forget. Um, what about music? What are your go tos for music? Uh, I gotta go with NBA YoungBoy, NBA okay. YoungBoy, and um, I say Lil Papa. Okay, why those two? Uh, NBA YoungBoy, you know he he. He is, like, the main person in the industry that's going dumb right now. Mm-hmm. And just due to the fact whatever he go through, he put that in his music. And just same with Lil Papa. It's yeah. just like a motivational speech or whatever thing just to go ahead and go reach your goal or something. Some motivator. Like, sometimes you can relate to them songs. Mm-hmm. So. All right, talk to me about fashion. And so uh, you already kind of mentioned it before, but, you like, you're really big on fashion. So one thing I know is, like, your shoe game color. And so, like, you always got on, like, some lime greens or some pinks or, like, it's always something that has, like, high, vibrant colors. But you switch them up, like, quite a bit. So talk to me about shoes. Uh, my 
don't even know. I like all shoes. When it comes to basketball, I play with style just because I know, like, I got some type of style in my game. Yeah. So I see a lot of kids that wear, like, basic shoes <laughs> or whatever. So I just come out and wear, like, bright color shoes or bright mismatched color shoes. I don't know. It's just me. I love bright color shoes. Yeah. It just... I love to be colorful. I just feel like colorful, being colorful is a character trait. Like, it come with character. So, just being colorful in the game and stuff like that, you building the character, you setting the trend, you being different. And then just, like, my style outside, you know, basketball, whatever, I just throw on sweats and throw on some nice shoes or whatever. Or I just sometimes, you know, put a jacket or a hoodie on with a nice kick. So, Mm -hmm. it's just, I'm always known for my shoes, but... So other than that, you keep it comfortable though, like outside of the shoes. Yeah. What if you got to dress up? What you gonna wear if you got to dress up? Oh no, I, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't like wearing like all that extreme stuff. I'm gonna still wear my kicks. I still. So what you gonna wear with the kicks then? Some off whites. You gotta know. go with the off whites okay. with some allergies. But like what? Queens. What you gonna wear with? I it, gotta though? wear like a turtleneck or like a a button down <laughs> a or product, a polo shirt or something with some slacks. I okay. Can't, yeah. Okay, that's your go-to. Yeah. Um, anything interesting about your family background or anything? No, nah, not really. About just the team Tulsa. You know, team Tulsa been around for a long time. Through the years, it went first. You know, my papa, and my dad. You know, it passed on from generations to my cousin. So it was just like team Tulsa really stand out. Like my background history of my family. So yeah. I'm always rock with team Tulsa. Okay. All right, next segment is called Would You Rather? And so in this segment, I'm going to give you, like, some questions that you got to answer. It's going to be either basketball-related or <laughs> school-related, but you got to pick one and defend it, all right? All right. All right, so this one's going to be hard. It's going to be tricky. All right. all right, so first one is would you rather have star skills and play on a bad team or have average skills and play on a really good team? Hey, I'm going to rock with the skills because, <laughs> hey, because I can have a trash team and whatever, and I can make them good. But we're going skills. I'm going okay. skills. I'm All going right. Skills. So you'd rather have a star skills because you're so good at your skills. You can make the whole team better and yeah. they won't be so trash? Yeah. Okay. All right. This is the next one. So if you're down by two with a couple seconds left, right? Yeah. Are you going to take the guaranteed layup or are you going to shoot the three for the win? I'm taking the uh, guaranteed layup. I know I ain't going to make that three. It don't got to be you. It could be a teammate too. Uh, but it's like a 50-50 chance of the three-pointer though. But the guarantee is 100% guaranteed if you get the layup. I'm going with the layup then. Okay. I'm going. I'm Every going. time? Yeah. What if your team's like tired and in foul trouble or something like that? You still going to take the layup and still go to overtime? Yeah. Always? Yeah, I'm going to go there because they got me. Most okay. definitely. I'm on the team. They got me. Yeah, I'm going to go with the layup. All right. Uh, next one. This is a good one. This is all you right here. <laughs> Would you rather have really cool uniforms in a run-down stadium, so like a raggedy stadium, a raggedy arena, or a really, really nice arena and stadium in ugly uniforms? Hey, you all – what uh, – <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie to you. I'm going with the good uniform, the raggedy stadium. You gotta look good when you perform. The court can be whatever. Cause you the rim bent <laughs> and like old dusty gym, but nice uniforms. So okay. you're gonna take the nice uniform, but the raggedy arena? Yeah. I knew you would. I could tell. <laughs> By seeing your shoes, I could tell you would take the, the new uniform, the raggedy arena. I could fix up the arena myself. All right, here's another one. Would you rather break a record for points scored or for assists? So if you had to break a record, let's say next year, if you broke the school record, would you rather break it for a point scored or for assists? I w- I would say assists because that's different. That's di- you would never like you re- you barely see people out here breaking records for assists. Mm-hmm. I always like you know I'm always the type of person that broke a record for scoring. So doing like assists, it would be different. So okay, breaking the record for assists. All right, next one. So you got the good skills, right? You got the advanced skills on the trash team. Would you rather <laughs> play in only the first three quarters or only play in the fourth? And so you got two options. You could play the first three quarters of the game and sit the whole fourth, or you could sit the whole first three quarters and play the fourth. I'm going to play the whole first three. You going to play the first three? Yeah. Okay, why that one? Because at the end of the day, you don't want to play in no fourth quarter knowing that you got the, you don't got no quarter after that. Yeah. It's over with. So but, I play the first three, make us get up a couple of little points. And but then you got to watch the whole ending and, like, the whole whatever happened, you can't come back in, though. It depends on – if you do four quarters, I know it's, like, eight minutes in four quarters. <laughs> so I'm going to do the whole first three. I can play the first three. Okay, so you're going to play the first three instead and hope your team pulls it out at the end? Yeah, I, I believe they should. Okay, they should if you if you up and you do good. All right, here's the last one I'm going to ask you as far as basketball. Would you rather have a 50-piece or a triple-double? And so – 
Drop 50, 50 on somebody A triple double Why 50 Cause I, you could easy Get a triple double But yeah, 50 not that easy Well, well it's not Have that easy Have you ever had a triple double yeah, before Yeah In a high school game Nah I had like Hey you don't count yeah, Nah Well I had a double double No, hey, you ever had a triple double Nah I ain't had So triple, triple doubles are easy But I don't want no triple double though 50 <laughs> points You go hard for 50 yeah, points know. You know like If somebody say you have 50 points In the game You the GOAT Yeah I know So I'm gonna go with 50 I'm not saying you are wrong I'm just saying You said that triple double was easy Like, like what's well, easy <laughs> to most people You know like most people you know, it's like a small amount of people on this earth who can put up <laughs> triple doubles. Like, we can name them on one hand. Yeah. Like, Westbrook, Luca, LeBron. Like, it ain't too many people. Yeah. But I think I would go with the 50 piece, too. Though. Yeah, I'd go with 50 piece. Yeah, because it just look better. And, like, to be that hot and, like, making that many shots, like, it just feel better. Yeah, they're going to call you a go after 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to be all on the internet after 50. Yeah. Maybe. All right. All right. So these are academic, all right? She's about school. Would you rather never have to take another test again or never have any more homework? Never have to take a test again. Okay. I hate tests. Why? I have anxiety. Like, it's like, yeah, I studied you, but then when I look at the test, it's totally different. What helps you, like, when you feel that anxiety? Uh, Because lots of people have it. Playing music. If I can put my headphones in and test, yeah. yeah. All right, last one. All right, so in college, would you rather stand up and give a presentation in front of the whole class for three minutes, or would you rather sit down and talk about, like, something you had to read and tell the whole class about, like, what you read for three minutes? I, I, I like talking, so getting in front of the class is say, uh, talk for three minutes. That's easy? Yeah. That's it's good. better than reading a book or a chapter or whatever and talking about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't get nervous in front of, like, people in presentations at school and stuff like that? Nah. Okay. Not really. Okay. All right. Those were some good answers. Some really good answers. Next part I'm going to go on to is just like the advocating for women's sports. And so we're bringing the culture. We really want to put like a light on women's sports and like really give it the attention and recognition that it needs. And so I'm going to ask you a couple questions about women's basketball. All right. So first one is like what makes women's high school and college basketball so interesting, like so good to watch? Because we're women. A lot of people don't like watching women basketball. We're different. A lot of people think that women cannot cannot do a lot of things. Yeah. So just being able to see that women's playing basketball, playing like any type of sports is different yeah. because sports really, you know, out like out here is made for men, they think. Yeah. So it's just like just being able to be out here and that you're a woman or a little girl or mm-hmm. anything it's just, it's amazing. It's different. Like, you're proving people wrong just by playing a sport as a woman. Yeah. All right. So next one is, like, what advice would you give a young girl or even a young boy that's, like, going through the process of transitioning, like, high school, especially if they play sports? So what advice would you give them knowing that you made that journey and, like, made successfully, like, transitioning between school, high schools? Uh, If you transfer in schools, whatever, just come in and be yourself. I feel like a lot of people like you just by being yourself mm-hmm. and just being very open. Don't be scared to open up and try new things. So the last segment is like your favorites. And so in the package or in there is like some of your favorites. So as you go through each one of your favorites, like talk about why each one is your favorite. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you never can go wrong with hot Cheetos. <laughs> I mean, you can make a, like a chili cheese Fritos, uh-huh. everything. It's like, you can't never go wrong with hot Cheetos. Then you got the gummy worm. Anything yeah. gummy, like, you got to lock in for real. It's candy. <laughs> like, I, I love candy, but uh-huh. like gummy stuff, like, uh, you can't go wrong you with You better them. eat them now before you get to campus because your stomach going to be all messed up. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Then, yeah, this is my favorite Gatorade. Fruit Punch. Mm-hmm. Fruit Punch, anything, really. You can't yeah. go wrong with the high C, Fruit Punch. I, li- okay. I love Fruit Punch. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> Are you going to be number one next year? No, uh, sadly, I'm number three. Oh, yeah. Okay. Three. What made you pick that number? I ain't even, uh, our coach, he hit me with I wanted to be, like, number one or two. Yeah. He said one plus two equals three because oh, both okay. of the jerseys are taken. <laughs> so, so, so you had to roll with it? Yeah, you see the wing stop. Yeah. Uh, I, I eat wing stop, like, every other day. Or, like, I eat it every once in a while. So mm-hmm. it depends on how I feel. Okay. Yeah, but I love wing stop. You never can go wrong with it. Are you still the age where you can eat, like, wings and still go play and, like, be totally normal? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So you can eat like wings like right before the game and just go and be like all the way 100% good? Yeah. Okay. That's not going to last forever, so enjoy it while it does. Yeah, for real. You got about five more years, like <laughs> 10 if you're lucky, and then you won't be able to do that anymore. Yeah. All right. As we wrap up the podcast, anything you want to share or say before we end it? Uh, Shout out to everyone that's becoming the best basketball player you can be. Um, Always be a leader and motivate others that surround you and stay positive. Okay. Or I think what I would like to say is just, like, one, thank you for being on the podcast and sharing your story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to inspire a lot of people with, like, your views on, like, leadership and, like, interacting with other cultures and things like that. And just a good story that you shared today. Um, everybody is really excited about your journey. Like, you are really going to do amazing things. And it's going to start next year at Hutchison. And so we'll be supporting you and be at your games and, like, checking you out. And, like, everyone out there needs to make sure to support Hutchison Community College. And if you can't make that drive to Kansas, like, they need to be online, like, streaming it and, like, find it online and supporting the team the best way you can. Yeah. But we're really excited to see you go through this journey and the recruiting process again and seeing you go somewhere else, possibly in, like, two years maybe one year or two years and seeing where you end up and just seeing like how your journey goes and like what you become and like what you do on the court and like how you continue to inspire people and so thank you for sharing your story today okay thank you Uh uh-huh I just got